You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. everyone. We hope you are being treated with the support and understanding that all employees and workers need to make you feel valued and appreciated at work. This week we take a brief look at cyberbullying in the workplace after looking at trolling bullying last week. Remember you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying issues, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the bullying consultations link in these show notes. So why the interest in cyberbullying, you might ask? Well, Oftentimes, we are led to believe that cyberbullying and trolling are one and the same thing. But that is not the case. In last week's episode, we looked at bullying by trolling and we defined a troll as someone who intentionally tries to start conflict, hostility or arguments online directly into your email or social media accounts by pursuing you online. A bit like an online stalker, but this person is linked to your workplace. The person doing the bullying is also just as likely to be someone with whom you have no main contact with at work, but nevertheless, this someone has chosen to bully troll you online. Trolling is different to cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is a collective name for a number of online bullying and harassment actions that you may suffer at work, which can include online trolling, online mobbing, online stalking and even online grooming. When you're cyberbullied, you will face attack or abuse at work or about your work with your bully using technology with the intention of causing you harm, distress or personal loss. And the cyberbullying or cyber attack can come via a range of electronic devices and also via forums and chat rooms. Your bully may use computers or laptops, a mobile phone, a camera or some other recording device, your email and text messaging to bully you. It's important to be aware of the range of bullying actions which your cyberbully will use to target you so that you can be aware of what to look for should your bully be looking in your direction. If you think this is happening to you, Look for your cyberbully spreading malicious or abusive rumours and gossip about you online. Look for emails or text messages that contain abusive, threatening or intimidating remarks. Look for the workplace clique or mob transferring their actions online to target you. Look for harassing messages and actions that are repeated in an intimidatory kind of way. 
Look for messages and actions that are designed to make you feel afraid or to make you do something you don't want to do but may feel compelled to do because you think the cyberbully may have a hold over you. Look for your cyberbully using the workplace as an opportunity to post embarrassing or humiliating images or videos about you or your work without your consent. Look for your cyberbully trying to entice you or goad you online into doing something you don't want to do. This is a form of hazing or it's an attempt to get you to self-deprecate. In other words, getting you to embarrass yourself or put yourself down or criticise yourself as a way you believe of making the bullying stop through your compliance. Watch out for fake profiles being set up in your name or set up by people whom you don't know but which are being used to bully you online. And also look for the same fake accounts in your name where the accounts are set up to make it look like you are the bully or you are the problem. All these actions are actions a cyberbully will use to get at you. Now, the reason we are raising cyberbullying as an issue is because there are additional ways that you can protect yourself in addition to your employment rights. We've mentioned on several occasions the steps you can take to protect yourself at work using your employment rights when you are bullied. So we're not going to repeat those here. You can refer to our previous bullying podcasts for an update on those actions. But what you may not be aware of is that some aspects of cyberbullying or e-crime, as it's also referred to, are illegal under UK law and also illegal in all 52 American states, which have some form of criminal sanction related to cyberbullying for both the general public and for students. In relation to UK law, the main laws are the Protection from Harassment Act 1997, the Public Order Act 1996, the Malicious Communications Act 1988, the Communications Act of 2003, the Obscene Publications Act of 1959, the Computer Misuse Act of 1990, and health and safety legislation, which is tied to your employer's duty of care in the workplace. So we're going to take you through possible action you can take using the Protection from Harassment Act 1997. If someone is spreading false or malicious information about you online at work, whilst there's no specific law for this behaviour at work outside of your employment rights, the pursuit of you online could be covered under harassment legislation where the act of harassing you on or offline is a criminal offence under UK law and specifically the Protection of Harassment Act of 1997. That act states that it is an offence to cause harassment, alarm or distress under the Public Order Act of 1996. Using the protection from harassment legislation to prove harassment, you must prove beyond all reasonable doubt 
that your bully or harasser has actually committed these acts? That in committing these acts, the conduct of your bully or harasser amounted to harassment of another person, namely yourself? And finally, that your bully or harasser knew or ought to have known that their course of conduct, i.e. the bullying of you on or offline, amounted to harassment. Now, the important thing to note here is that your bully or harasser must have committed these bullying or harassment acts on at least two occasions. It used to be three, but now it's two occasions, which is much better. And the incidents that you're complaining about don't have to be the same types of behaviour on the two occasions that you're complaining about. They can be different behaviours. If you do decide to bring a prosecution, your local magistrate's court will deal with your complaint as a summary-only offence, meaning that it will be seen as an offence of lower severity. But don't let that put you off. Your local magistrate's court can impose a maximum sentence of six months imprisonment and or an unlimited fine if your bully or harasser is found guilty. If your bully or harasser is convicted, the court can also make a restraining order, which if breached, can carry a maximum sentence of five years imprisonment for your bully or harasser. The important point to note here is that your bully or harasser must have committed these acts against you on at least two separate occasions. And the best way to record these occasions is to report your bully's behaviour to the police, letting the police know that the bullying you are suffering is online or offline harassment. Finally, when making your complaint to the police, it is also important to talk about the impact or the effect of the harassment on you, such as leaving you feeling anxious or feeling threatened, or the effect impacting your performance at work or affecting your self-esteem. You will get a copy of your complaint, and that copy of your complaint can then be used as part of your evidence. Whatever the effect is, it's good to mention them when making your complaint to the police. So, to begin this journey, what's your starting point? Your starting point is to collect evidence of the cyberbullying you're facing by either screenshotting content you see about yourself or keeping a copy of content that is sent directly to you or collecting documents that may reference the bullying or harassment you are suffering. Then, make your first complaint to the police. You can then show them this evidence as part of your complaint and the police should attach that evidence to any police documents that reference your complaint. The next step is to then start collecting more evidence and when you're ready, you then make your second complaint to the police and repeat the process. We also advise that you report your concerns to your employer. 
follow these steps and keep a record of the dates when you undertook these steps so that you can reference them if you need to at a later date. And that's it for this week. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of these show notes. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying issues, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the bullying consultations link in these show notes. Finally, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you like what we are doing. Thanks for listening and until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.